Turn with me to Hebrews 13. I'm going to begin in verse 8. And I want you to always remember this verse. It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus doesn't change. He has been raised from the dead, and he does not change. He told the disciples after he was raised from the dead, go and believe. And these signs will follow those that believe. They'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll lay their hands on the sick. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. You say, well, we don't do that anymore. Then you don't have Jesus because he doesn't change. Now, turn with me to Acts 11. I'm going to go to verse 12. I'm going to begin in verse 12, Acts 11. It says, um, this is Peter speaking, and he has just been to Cornelius' house. And we're going to kind of come in this backwards, but we're after the fact. And now verse 12, it says, Peter speaking. He said, and the Spirit made me go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house, and he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who, this is where I want to get to, who shall tell thee words, who shall tell thee words, whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. And what did the, what did that, uh, angel say to Cornelius. He said, who shall tell thee words? Who? Peter is going to tell you some words whereby thou, you, and all your house, all your house, all your house will be saved. You got that? All your house will be saved. You got, you got any guts to believe that? You got the guts to believe what the Word of God says? You got the guts to believe it's Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. You know what that house means? It means everybody in the house. Or it means a family. Or a family. And what did that angel say to, say to Cornelius? He said, go get Peter. I'm not going to tell you. Go get Peter. And Peter's going to give you words. That'll save you and your whole house. Now, go to Acts 10, verse 6. This is before the fact. In fact, let's begin at the beginning. Chapter 10, verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea named Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. This guy was a Roman. This guy was a Roman. And the Romans were over all that area. It says, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision of evidently about the ninth hour of the day, that's about three o'clock, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid. And he said, what is it, Lord? And the angel said unto him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for memorial before God. Your prayers and your money, God sees. He said, that prayers and thine alms are come up for memorial before God. And now, send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodges with what Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. And look at this. And look at this, what the angel said. It said, and he shall tell thee what thou ought to do. What are you going to do? You got to do something. 
this angel said, he will tell you words of what you're going to have to do. So now we got words that'll save the whole family, save the whole household, the whole family. And we've got, this is what you're going to have to do. So what are we going to have to do? It said, this angel said, Peter's going to tell you what you have to do. Now, go with me to Acts 10, verse 34. Now Peter goes to the house. I'm going to begin in, let's begin, um, 30, yeah, let's begin in 34. And Peter opened his mouth. Now he's gone to Cornelius. He walks in the house. Cornelius is smart. He's got all his friends and his family around him. You got to hear this guy. This angel says, this angel told me this man's going to have words that'll save my whole family. And this man's going to have words to tell me what to do. That's what the angel said. Now, what did Peter say? It says, and Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. You got that? It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter who were your parents or your ancestors. It doesn't matter what clothes you wear. It doesn't matter what color skin you have on. It says God is no respecter of persons. He said, and, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. This is Peter, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How? God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He hasn't changed, folks. He'll do the same for you. And he said, for God was with him. And it says, and we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they, the Jews in Jerusalem, slew and hanged on a tree. Here, there speak, Peter is preaching the gospel. He said, the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly. God raised him up. He's telling these Romans and these people of the area, God raised him up. These, these Greeks, these, um, these Gentiles, not to all the people, but under witnesses chosen before of God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And commanded us to preach unto the people and testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. To him gave all prophets witness. All the prophets gave Jesus witness. And through his name, whosoever believeth in him. Whosoever believeth in him. Whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission from sins. What is Peter telling them to do? Believe. What do we need to do? Believe. Believe. That angel said, he'll tell you what you need to do, what thou ought to do. And what does thou ought to do? You need to believe. You need to believe. And what does that believing do? It'll save your whole life family. That is the word of God. Do you have a guts to believe the word of God? Do you have the, do you have the guts to stand on the word of God? That's what Peter told him. It'll save your whole house. 
This word will save your whole house. Your whole house, if you will believe. Now, go with me to Isaiah 53, because I know that there's some listening that have not heard this before. And they're saying, how can just believing a man dies and they, they crucify him and God raises him from the dead, how can that save my whole family? Turn with me to Isaiah 53. And it is written in here what happened to that man when they crucified him. Beginning in verse 1, who has believed our report? Do you know what that angel said? He's going to tell you what he ought to do. And what do you got to do? You got to believe. You got to believe. Well, what does it mean to believe? It means to trust in. To trust in it. That's the biggest right there. I had such a hard time with the word believe. It was empty in me until I realized it meant trust. To trust in it. Who has believed in our report? Who has trusted in it? Who has adhered to it? Who has stuck to it? Who has hung on to it when all else failed? That's what believing means. It means to stick with it. It means to hang on to it. It means to adhere like glue to it. It means to trust it. That's belief. That's belief. It says, who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? That angel Peter told him, who you believe? Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Jesus Christ, who is Lord of you. That's why you can save your whole family. It says, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, when you see him on that cross, there is no beauty that you should desire him. And it'll tell you why. He was despised and rejected of men. A man of pain, of sickness, and acquainted with grief, sickness, and pain. It says, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Why? Now look at that body they crucified. What is it with that body that they crucified? There were two others crucified with him, but there's something special about this body. There is something very special about this body. Two other bodies with him, but there's something special about this one. What is it about this body? Surely, surely, verse 4, he has borne our sicknesses. He has borne our sicknesses, my sicknesses, your sicknesses, was on that body, that body. And it says, and carried our pains, my pain, his, your pain was put on that body, that body, the body of Jesus Christ, no other body, that body. And it says, and yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but God didn't afflict him for Jesus. God afflicted him for us. Next verse, verse five, but he was wounded, pierced for our transgressions, our sins. Our sins were on that body. And that's why he was wounded. It says he was bruised for our iniquities, our perversities. Our perversities. Those things you do that you don't want to do, but you do them anyway. Those were put on the body of Jesus. Your perversity was laid on the bo that body. That body. Jesus' body. It was laid on that body for you. For you. It says... And, um, and the chastisement of our peace, the chastisement of our peace, the correction, the punishment for our peace, 
for our peace. That body took the chastisement for our peace. You know what that word peace means? It means comfort. It means safety. It means prosperity. It means welfare. It means welfare. It means benefit. It means peace with God. It means everything you need to have a prosperous life, abundant life. Everything that you did that kept it from you was put on that body. That body. That body took it. That body carried it. Your peace, everything to have that to, would stop you from getting a job, everything that would stop you from being healthy, everything that would stop you from being in safety, everything that would stop you from being in secure environment was laid on that body so you could have it all. That body, the body of Jesus. You don't have to be afraid to go to the mall. You don't have to be afraid to go into the marketplace. You just obey God. You just obey God. Why? Because you know, you trust in, you hang on to what that body did for you, and he bought you your security. If you will believe, if you will believe, what do you have to do? You got to believe. You got to trust in it. Now, it says, verse, um, our peace was upon him and with his stripes, with his stripes, his scourging, we are healed. We are healed. He had your sicknesses and your pains on his body, your diseases carried on that body, the body of Jesus, yours, yours. That's, that sickness was put on that body for you, for you. And you know how you get that healed, your body healed? You trust in that. You look at that. You believe that. You adhere to that. You pray that. And that healing will manifest because you believed. Because you believed. It's already been done. You just have to believe. And one, uh, one more verse. All we like sheep have gone astray. All we like sheep have gone astray. It says all, folks. None of us were left righteous. All we like sheep have gone astray. We turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord laid on that body, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Everything that you and I and the human race did, the Father took it from you and he laid it on that body. He laid it on that body. That's why that body's bones dislocated. That's why that, that body's bones dislocated. That's why it became sick. That's why it looked the way it did, because the Father took your sin. Thank God. Everything you've done and everything I've done, and he laid it on that body. That body. And that body went to hell for you with your sin. That soul of Jesus. That Jesus went to hell for you, to pay for you, to pay for me. So that we don't have to go there. God took his wrath on that body and that soul and that spirit of Jesus so he doesn't have to take it out on us. That's the love of God. That's what Jesus did for you. That's what that body and that soul and that spirit did for us. And after three days, the father was satisfied, happy what Jesus had accomplished for us. And he raised him from the dead. 
The moment Jesus was raised from the dead, your sins were paid for in full. In full. Why are you carrying them? Because you don't believe. Your sins were paid in full the moment that man was raised from the dead. Because it was your sins he was paying for. The moment that man was raised from the dead, your sins were paid for in full. What do you got to do? You got to believe it. You got to believe it. You got to trust it. You got to hang on to that. You got to look at that cross and the Calvary and that resurrection. And you got to believe it. You got to trust in it. You got to hang on to it. Even when it looks otherwise, that's believing. That's what, that's what Peter told the centurion. This is what you got to do. You got to believe. You got to believe. The, the gospel has already been done. Your sins have already been paid for. Your sickness is already healed. You have to believe. You have to believe what the man did for you. Who has believed our report? Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.